are listening to the official podcast of The Congregation, a place of discovery with Pastor Tim Story. We're talking on being a leader. N.T. Wright, who's a great, great communicator, theologian, says, God made humans for a purpose. Say this, say, I was made for a purpose. I I like what Miles Monroe says here. He says, life without a purpose is just an experiment. (laughs) Try that. Say, life without a purpose is just an experiment. So N.T. Wright says, God made humans for a purpose. Not simply just for themselves, not simply so that they could be in relationship with him, but that through them, meaning people, his image bearers, say, I am an image bearer. He could bring his wise, glad, fruitful order to the world. Say, I am a leader, an image bearer, bringing God's goodness to this world. The word lead means to guide, to steer, or to show the way. I want you to really hear me. This is my strength, leadership. I feel like a lot of us were raised in families that even though they did the best, At times, our parents didn't really even know how to lead the way. I know that in my particular family, there was never discussion of college. Uh, My mother didn't say, Timmy, do you want to go to Yale or Harvard? Come on, somebody. It It was more like, don't get in trouble. Don't do anything too bad. Don't mess up your life too much. But yet I meet some of my friends and their parents are talking about Yale and Harvard. They're talking about education beyond undergrad. But we were talking about survival. So my mother, after my father died, she did her best to lead, to guide, to steer, to show the way. The word leadership means to be an example, to be an influence. We said last week, the word influence means the capacity to have an effect on behavior, say behavior, say development, and character. So you have the ability through your influence to have an effect on my watch, behavior, development, and my character. You say, I don't believe it. It's true. I know a lot of guys who got into drugs because their brother was into drugs. Or a lot of people who got into good things because their brother was into good things. Or people who got into bad things because their sister was into bad things. Or people who got into good things because their sister was into good things. Does this make sense? Birds of a feather flock together. So you are leading somebody somewhere. So I, I don't know who you're leading but you are leading somebody somewhere. Try that. Say, I am leading somebody somewhere. See, it's not by accident that LeBron James gets an injury and the Lakers lose over 80% of their games. He is a leader on that team. He comes back, somehow they rise to the occasion. Pay attention. 
You take a leader out of a house, you got problems. You take a leader out of a business, a real leader, you got problems in the business. Come on, wave your hands. You take a leader out of a nation, you got problems. So good, Tim Story. Run for president. I'm very close. John Maxwell says, people will buy into a leader before they buy into a vision. See, you parents are selling vision and your kids are looking for the leader. So good. Okay, this is how you should be. This is how it should be. You, I want your room clean. I want that done. And they're thinking, what about your room? You can hardly even get in there. You need, to, you need to eat well. This is going to be good for you. Then why do you eat uh, drive through all the time? See, they, they may not say it, but look, they're thinking. Come on, come on, come on. Okay, now, 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 now listen, this is, the way, this is the way it should be. And they're thinking, they're thinking, they're thinking, then why aren't you, then why aren't you doing it? People will buy into the leader before they buy into the vision. See, I think, I think we're pitching vision so much, but people are saying, okay, those are great words, but let me watch you. So good, right? Let me watch you not just in the good times, but let me watch you in the winter, the spring, the summer, the fall. See, that's a difficult thing about pastoring a church for me now. I got to put up with you guys winter, spring, summer, fall. When you travel and you're a guest speaker, everything is summer. I'd be at these big mega churches and they're like, ladies and gentlemen, can you imagine we've got them? Fresh from Oprah, fresh from Steve Harvey, let's welcome Tim Story. It was summer, right? I speak my message, everyone's like, oh my God, he's funny. He's fancy. Right? But now, I went from dating to marriage. This is marriage here. It's good, right? It's commitment. See, see, some of you are good in the summer, and you only show up to this church when you feel summery. I just feel like I need a Tim Story pick-me-up this Sunday. Dude, you want to go? Seriously, dude, you ought to go. Dude, dude, you ought to go. I feel summery. Dude, do you feel summery? But when you feel off, you should probably show up too. Because we're doing marriage here. It's commitment. Clap your hands like you're catching this. Come on, people. Now... Lewis Howes, my buddy, he's at the Super Bowl. Ed Milet got in his private plane. He's at the Super Bowl. I got invited to the Super Bowl. I'm sitting right here because I'm in commitment. Sh sure, I showed up in my pajamas, but I'm here. But I, I have to admit, it's not easy because some of you might wear me out in this thing called commitment. Wow, so good. 
Just like your kids are going to wear you out. Not my little angel. Yes, your little angel. So people will buy into the leader before they buy into the vision. How many, how many think that's powerful in its own right? So I'm going to have you turn my mic up. Leadership, this is a Tim Storyism, then I found out somebody wrote a book on it. Leadership is to lead your ship. Say that, say, lead your ship. So, in other words, don't tell me how to lead my ship if you can't lead your ship. Lead your ship. So good. So like, a, like a, if you're not careful, a mother-in-law can get in there and start telling you how to do things. And what you really are thinking to yourself is, girl, you need to lead your ship. <laughs> or someone gets in your department. Okay, now this is the way we do it. But you gotta, you'll be thinking like, you need to lead your ship. Lead your ship. Say, lead your ship. I'm going to break this down today. I'm going to show you that every one of you is leading some kind of either a boat or a ship. Some of you are called to lead ships, but you're leading a boat. So good. And you say, well, how come I'm leading a boat? Because God's not going to give you ship responsibility if you can't handle boat responsibility. See, everybody like, I want to be a millionaire, so blank and bad. It's a song. Stick with me. How are you going to be a millionaire if we can't even be, handle being a hundred air? <laughs> Say, lead your ship. Man, a lot of research. I love stuff like this. In the book called It's Your Ship by Captain Michael Abrashoff, man, I studied this guy up and down. He says, being a captain of a ship takes commitment, responsibility, and endurance. Say this, say, being a captain of my ship takes responsibility, commitment, and endurance. Do you know that some parents didn't have the endurance to, fi to, to finish the race, and so they just up and leave? Man, someone's got to tell the truth. Do you know that's why so many people just get out of relationships easy? Because we're used to being committed for a while, but the endurance is the difficult part. But to be the captain of the ship, if you had a baby, stop thinking it's just zero to 18. The kid is going to be around a long time. See, because I hear people say, ooh, when they're 18, then why he living in your house and he 33? <laughs> See, I, I got things to do, people. I got things to do, and when my kids are 18, it ain't going to ever be over. I'm in my 50s, and I still hang out at my mother's. Tim, I think you do more than I. Somebody say, lead your ship. So he says, every person on the ship 
needs to feel safe, say safe, supported, and empowered. I, I want to see you become a leader that when people around you, they feel safe, supported, and empowered. So I did all the study on empowerment. How can they feel empowered if you got no power? See, they're supposed to feel empowered. Impartation of power. So when you're discipling your children, they should feel an impartation of power. Your husband from you should feel an impartation of power. Come on, somebody. The husband to the wife, she should feel impartation of power. The pastor to the church, you should feel an impartation of power. Jesus to the disciples, an impartation of power. Lead my ship. Clap your hands. You guys are on fire today. Say that. Say, say, lead your ship. Wow. Lead your ship. People should feel safe. Say safe. Supported. All right. Supported is difficult because if you don't feel, look, supported, no wonder you're having a hard time supporting other people. Wow. So how do I feel supported, Pastor Tim? Now you got my attention. Write down Psalm 23 if you're taking notes. The Bible says in Psalm 23, The Lord is your shepherd. You shall not want. Say that. Say, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The word want in the Hebrew means the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not have anxious desire. So good. He's your shepherd and he is supporting you. So you should not have anxious desire. So I did this research on shepherds and sheep. Do you know that sheep have a hard time going to sleep unless they see the shepherd? Especially if they've seen other flock be attacked. They have a hard time going to sleep because they're thinking about their enemies. Have you noticed that some of you, when you're thinking about your enemies, you have a hard time going to sleep? When you're thinking about your problems, you have a hard time going to sleep? So the sheep has to see the shepherd and know the shepherd is in the field. The Lord is your shepherd. You shall not have anxious desire. In other words, God is your support system. So if God is your support system, that gives you the ability to say, I'm so supported, I can go support my children. I can support my aging mother. I can support my aging father. I can support my church. I can support my nation. I can support this world. Somebody give the Lord a clap and a shout. Now, I remember this guy named Kenneth Hagin he said, I want you to know I never pray for myself. And I thought that was odd because I pray for myself a lot. And he said, I just thank God that his promises in, in my life are coming true. He said, I don't need to pray for myself over and over. I'm just believing that what God said in his word is coming true. Watch. 
He said, so then I have more time to pray for other people. Now, that's, that's deep in that realm of faith. See, I think some of you feel so unsupported that when God says for you to support, you're like, hey, I need support. But God says, I'm your shepherd. I got your back. So watch this. The shepherd carries a staff for leading and a rod for beating. The staff is to lead you. He's supporting you like, don't go that way, man. Don't go here. Don't get his number. Come on, somebody. Don't, come on, don't be, so, watch yourself. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Come on, you know I got a hip-hop church. Come on, be careful. You say, how's he doing it? He's doing it through his spirit. That's what you think is some kind of power you have. No, that's called the Holy Spirit talking to you, who's giving you that intuition. He'll do it through dreams. Pay attention to your dreams. Some of you, you're getting dreams that are coming from God, and you just think they'll come from somewhere else. God's trying to check you. So good. So he's supporting you. He's the shepherd. He's got the, he's got the staff. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come over here. Come over here. Come over here. But I want to go to the Super Bowl. No, come over here. You got a church. But I want to go to the Super Bowl. It's shiny. It's a sight. It's a shiny object. Come on, somebody. No, come over here. But I want to go to that big conference over there. No, it's a shiny object. He is the shepherd. He is leading. Uh, clap your hands. Come on, people. Somebody say, God's supporting me. Say it stronger. Say, God is supporting me. Do you know how powerful that is? I feel like I'm by myself. Those are your feelings. But my feelings are my feelings. Didn't you see that on Instagram? Get a hold of yourself. Don't make us shake you. Say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. It's deep. You shall not have anxious desire. But, but, but I need more money. You shall not have anxious desire. But my family's acting up. You should not have anxious desire. But this nation is acting up. You should not have anxious desire. But my body's acting up. You shall not have anxious desire. But you don't know what I'm going through. You shall not have anxious desire, but I'm already 40. You shall not have anxious desire, but I'm losing a couple hairs. You shall not have anxious desire. I got a bunch of gray hairs. You shall not have anxious desire. Clap your hands and shout, I shall not have anxious desire. He carries his staff to lead you. He carries the rod to beat off my enemies. I don't retaliate. The Bible says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I'm going to try to tell you something. The haters that used to hate on me in the 90s, they have zero influence. They are no mo. Are you happy about it? No, I'm just telling you the fact. They're no mo. You can't, you can't hate and spew hate and spew division and make it in God's kingdom? 
You can't sow discord amongst the brethren and end up on top. Why does God use shaky people to do sturdy projects? Because he knows that you need him. When you rise back up, come on, somebody. The Bible says the righteous may fall down seven times, but get up seven times stronger. Clap your hands and shout like you caught this. Don't, don't you dare, don't you dare even take an hour on your enemies. Vengeance is God's. He carries the rod to beat off my enemies. So powerful. But I want to get him. It's very powerful. Very powerful. Now, I like to be honest about stuff. I got this little baseball bat that I have in my car. And somebody said one time, why, why do you have that? I just said, in case somebody gets out of hand. <laughs> it's like a Dodger bat, little one. And they said, would you really hit somebody in the head? No, I said, no, but I'd take out their legs. No, and then I'm in the healing ministry, so I'd pray after. I know you didn't mean to rob me, but praise the Lord. He is with you, for he is so powerful. No. I'll show it to you. It's in my car. Jordan, I'll hit somebody in the kneecap at least. I'm not going to lose my life because somebody's off. I thought you said the Lord's going to protect you, but I'm going to help him because he's busy with you. That was a joke. Come on, people. Lighten up and learn. Say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Another translation of this, Pastor Page says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack no good thing. Oh, my goodness. This whole leadership thing is awesome. My God, make you want to wear your pajamas to church and preach. I went and visited his church. He came in pajamas. At least I'm here. You know you're confident when you can roll like this. For real. My son one day goes, Dad, you are walking into Nordstrom's with slippers. I go, that's how confident I am. I had on house slippers. Whatever. Say, the Lord is my shepherd. Every person who leads a ship needs to feel safe, supported, and empowered. The people in the ship need to feel safe, supported, and empowered. There are different types of boats. There's a deck boat. Some of you know a lot about boats. That's a mid-sized party boat, 25 to 30 feet long. Some of you are leading a deck boat. Not you people here, people who are watching us. Not in this blessed place. So not you people, but the people that are watching me from all over the world, some are leading a deck boat, a mid-sized party boat, 25 to 30 feet long. So this is leadership to them, like, what, 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 what? I'm my own person. Look at me now. Come on, please. You're leading a deck boat. <laughs> Follow me. Follow me. 
follow me. Follow my deck boat. Some are leading a fishing boat. This encompasses a wide range of boats designed to catch fish. Some have a fishing boat. Some have a runabout boat, 14 to 24 feet. Uh, some are uh, outboard motors. Some are stern-driven engines. And they, but they're only for uh, just seating a few people. They're runabout boats. You see them like in Newport Beach, like people just enjoying their Saturday. So there, there, there are people that are watching, not people here. There are people that are watching. That's their leadership, just their runabout boat. Come on, somebody. As long as you're happy, as long as you're happy, oh, my God, whatever. You should just move wherever you want, even though you have five kids at home. Come on, somebody. As long as you're happy. Such good teaching. The runabout boat. How many of you know a runabout person? Just lift your hand. Just, it's all about them. Come on, wave your hand. Come on, wave your hand even if you're sitting next to them. <laughs> then you have a sailboat. Pastor Paige used to sail a lot in Newport Beach with all her friends. They rely on the mast and the sails to navigate the water by the winds, mostly used for recreation. It's a recreational boat. And, uh, but I went, to, I went to Galway, Ireland. Some of you have been there. I was in Ireland doing some work, and I went to Galway, and I went to the famous race that they have there in Galway with these amazing multi-million dollar sailboats. That's a whole different level. That's for competition. But sailboats are, 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 are usually used for leisure. Some people are sailboat people. You don't want to deal with the nitty-gritty. You don't want to deal with your daughter when she's really in trouble or your son when they're really in trouble. That's too much. It's messy. It's messy. Call somebody. Get somebody. Get it quickly. Do it. Somebody get it out of my way. Whoa, because you want to sail. We become the sailing society. We don't want to do what we don't want to do. But how many know, you, if your tooth is hurting, you don't want to go to the dentist, but you probably should. Are you with me? If your body is, is, is acting up, you don't want to go to the doctor, but you probably should. I, I was having uh, some problems because I was on the road nonstop for years. And I had an episode at a place called Mexico 1900, and that's not where you want to die. Come on, somebody. I was in this restaurant with my mother in La Mirada called Mexico 1900, and I had an episode. My right arm froze and went like this. I suddenly could not talk. I could not say a word. And I thought, oh, please, God, don't let me die in Mexico 1900. Come on, people. <laughs> Are you with me? I, I, I want to go out like late in life. Are you with me? With power. I don't want to die in Mexico 1900 with my mother watching. So I couldn't talk. Oh, and my arm went. It was gone. Pressure in my chest at a thousand pounds on my chest. But come on, I'm giving to everybody. I was a little exhausted. And so I could barely get up. I went like this. I went, I put one, and my mother looked scared. I go like this. I went, I, I went to the restroom, Mexico 19, and I, I held like this. I looked at myself, and I was off. And I felt like I was going to faint. And I seriously said to the Lord in my mind, don't let me die in Mexico 1900. <laughs> this is really the truth. I want to go out, if I was going to go out young, which I'm not, I would like to go out on stage, like, you know, in front of 90,000, like, I'm speaking and lightning hits me, bam, and they go, whoa, he went out in a flame of glory. <laughs> you don't want to die in Mexico 1900 with the number five right in front of you? 
the burrito ranchero <laughs> with no sour cream. <laughs> That's what I ordered, Padilla. That's what I had, the number five. Go there. You'll see it. It's on the menu. So I went like this. I said to the Lord, don't let me die. I couldn't talk. Couldn't talk. Couldn't say anything. Couldn't say anything. So I had to come to my mother. The waiter's trying to talk to us. I'm dizzy. I put a lot of money on the table. I just wave. He doesn't know what's happening. I just like this. And my mother goes, he's not feeling well. My mom just freaked out. She's, you know, 87 years old. So we go there. <sighs> I start to find a few words. I call my sister Paige, Pastor Paige. And she's like, you need to go to the emergency. I don't want to go to the emergency. Are you with me? Look at me. I don't want to go to the emergency. How many of you don't want to go to the emergency? Come on, somebody. Especially if you're dying. <laughs> so watch. My chest is off. I'm off. And there's nobody to drive me. My mother doesn't drive. I drive myself to the emergency. I'm all off. I drive myself to the emergency. I'm all off. True story. I go there. Talking about doing what you don't want to do. I go there. I don't want to go there, but I want to live. I got two kids. I got a mother. I got a family. So I go there, and, and, and thank God for the guy at the front desk. He goes, oh, my God. Dude, are you the guy from Dog the Bounty Hunter? I go, yes. He goes, I love that show. Come on. No paperwork. Okay. Go in there. Got to stay there all day. All these tests. That's the last. Is it the last thing I want? That's the last thing I want. I want to be in control. Okay. See, I think that some of you have had things that have come against your life that are as urgent as that, but you will not take care of them. Because you don't feel like it. So good. So good. Well, give us one reason you took care of it. Because I am the captain of a ship. I've got millions of people who look to me for guidance. Somebody clap your hands like you are too. Come on, people. Clap your hands. You say, well, tell us the end of the story. You made us sad. The end of the story is I live. Here I am. Say deck boat, fishing boat, runabout, sailboat, ship. A ship is larger than a boat used for transporting people and goods by sea. God wants you to be a ship so big, so vast, so powerful, so blessed that your blessings go from generation to generation to generation to generation. Clap your hands and shout like you. Come on, people. Proverbs 16.9, if you're taking notes. In the hearts of humans, they seem to plan their own course. But it is the Lord who wants to establish their steps. Say, 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 it is the Lord that wants to establish my steps. Hey, what if you're acting like a boat, but you're really a ship? I'm just trying to get my act together, Tim. That's why I'm here in church. I finally made it, trying to get my act together. Yeah, but just something to think about. 
What if you're acting like a boat, but you're supposed to be a ship? Wow. So powerful. Can you take the last three minutes of this? In the hearts of humans, they have plans for themselves and for their own course. Hey, hey, I wonder, what if you've been on your course? But really, there was always another course. What if you're supposed to lead? Wow. I'm better, I'm better as a follower. No, but what if he called you to be a leader? No, but I'm better as a follower. But what if God knows that your family needs you to lead? No, but I'm better as a follower. What if God knows that this country needs somebody to rise up and lead? But I'm better as a follower. What if God needs you to be blessed to be a blessing? But I'm better feeling sorry for myself. Can't be dying in Mexico 1900. In the hearts of humans, they love to plan their own course. That's most of my friends. They love to plan their own course. Oh, man, I see myself. I see myself. They never say, I see myself serving hundreds of people. Now, maybe you do see that. But maybe part of the way to get there is you leading in small ways first. Like, for instance, we need people that will start tearing down the trucks. And so after the service, I'm going to stand outside, and I'm looking for three men that would start helping us to do some work where you got to push things around and move things around and tear things down. That sounds like it sucks. Sometimes it does. Because in July, guess what? It's going to be weird. It's going to get hot. But here's how God sees things. He says, let me see if I can trust him with a little. Let me come over here. Let me see if I can trust him with a little. Let me come over here. Let me see if I can trust him with a little so then I can give them a lot. But he will never give you a ship if you can't handle your boat. Clap your hands and shout. You guys are on. I'm done teaching today. Thanks for listening to the Congregation Podcast. For more information about the Congregation, including gathering times, locations, and how you can give and support the community. Check us out online at www.congregationchurch.com.